Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. This is Kevin Brooker. Welcome to Cruising Through Retirement. You know, shifting gears from saving for retirement to spending in retirement can be a really difficult adjustment. And the good news is that one of my specialties is helping people do just that. So stick around. We're going to discuss the details right here in just a minute. Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Hey, welcome in, everyone. This is Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Kevin, of course, a fiduciary independent. Uh, Silverleaf Financial is where you find him. 30-plus years in the business, and uh, you were also an author. Uh, wrote the book called The Millionaire's Guide to Tax-Free Money for Long-Term Care, which you can find and get your very own copy of at SilverleafFinancial.com. SilverleafFinancial.com. Check it out there uh, right now. Kevin, how are you? I'm good. I'm good, Steve. It is, it is great to be here. We're looking at a beautiful sunny day. In the uh, aren't they all? Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, that's what, that's what we love. Exactly. <laughs> so, so we talk about, um, you know, accumulation, decumulation. It's, uh, I mean, that spending versus saving. I mean, this is kind of what we're going to get into here. And, and, and dealing with that is not always easy. I mean, it doesn't seem like... Well, again, I, I, I get it. You know, you spend your whole life saving, 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 and then all of a sudden you got to start unsaving. And that's that's hard. Yes, it is. You know, it, it is hard. Mentally, it's tough to prepare for. And and I think it and I think it's important, you know, as you're uh, approaching those final years, you know, we call it the retirement red zone, you know, those last 10 years before you mm-hmm. retire. Um, and during that period of time, it is important to start to think about it because, the mindset that you've had your entire life that that enables you to save the money and to get to the point where you have that nice nest egg you can retire with, it requires a lot of discipline. And it requires, you know, making choices all throughout your life where you have a choice. You could say, you know, yeah, I can go spend this money and blow it on something. I could take another vacation, buy a bigger house, buy a new car. But most likely, a lot of those times when that decision came up, you made the choice, know you're going to save your money. And And as you do that, you spend your life doing that. You know, and I'm looking at it myself, and and, and I'm getting, I'm I'm not ready to retire yet, but I'm, uh, you know, I'm in that finance, that uh, retirement red zone, sure. so to speak. 
And and when I think about it, it's like it, it makes me uncomfortable. You know, it makes me uneasy. I don't I don't want to spend that down because the money that you've saved and put away, it, it, it's a safety, it's a security blanket. It makes you feel if you if you're like me, it makes you feel good that you've got that money there is put away. You know, if something comes up, you can handle it. Uh, and so when you're thinking about you know thinking about spending it down, it's kind of daunting because you know it it, it, it makes a lot of people uncomfortable. And so what, what you want to do is make sure you think it through well, well, well in advance um, and, and play out different scenarios. You want to document your spending, for instance. A lot of people that I met, um, I've met some folks that are fantastic with record keeping. They write down, you know, they record every check that they fill out in the mm-hmm. checkbook. Um, you know, they keep a spreadsheet on their computer. They've got an Excel spreadsheet where they have everything itemized in terms of everything they spend money on every single uh-huh. month. So every aspect of the house, their utility bills, their food, their recreation, auto insurance, home insurance, everything, and they and they show me a spreadsheet. Nice. And I say that's and I say that's fantastic. Well, yeah. Because well, that's got to be the exception, you know, not the rule, huh? It yes, that's exactly where I was going, Steve. It it is the exception, and I've met far more people that you know they'll pull out a checkbook and. And, and, you know, the register where you're supposed to record, you know, the date and the amount and who uh-huh. you paid and what it's for. It's is blank. blank. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and that's much more common. All right. And so so I do I do get it. It can be it can be difficult, guys. But but you know what? If you can go through and document it and, and then follow the numbers, right, follow the activity and, and you get you should see a pattern that's pretty consistent with most people. Their spending is pretty consistent. All right. It usually doesn't doesn't fluctuate a great deal. Um, and I'll tell you what can be more difficult is, is uh, you know, I met people, for instance, myself, business owners, uh, anybody that's self-employed, you know, a lot of times your, our income can be erratic. You know, it's, we don't get paid a check. We don't, we don't get a set salary or a set check or a set hourly wage. So our income can fluctuate quite a bit. And, and that makes it even more difficult. And for those situations, those folks need to have more put away in savings on the side because your business what if you had to go through a pandemic like we did a couple yeah. of years ago, right? Yeah. And, and and you could tell the business, a lot of businesses went under um, because they obviously didn't have those cushions to fall back on. And and so it's very, very important uh, that you know you're spending, you know how what you're spending every month so that you can build a real budget, right? And so then you can say, Kevin, I need X amount of money every month. This is how much we've got from Social Security. And we're, we got a shortfall of X amount. Let's say we need another $1,500 a month. How are we going to get it, right? Right. And, and so, so that's what we're, those are the exercises we're going to go through. And then by doing it, by going through and documenting it, by working through all the numbers, discussing the scenarios, that's how we can put you in a mental, you know, mindset mentally that you're comfortable knowing that you've got a plan in place that's going to take care of everything you need. But it's, but we got to start off doing the homework. Right. Right. And so, well, you know, one thing that I think makes it easier is, is to simplify your life and, and get rid of get rid of the clutter, <sighs> things you don't need. Maybe sell them on offer up or Craigslist and bring in uh-huh. a few bucks. Well, yeah, I mean, again, uh, having moved in the last year and a half or so, yeah, it was uh, very cathartic getting rid of all the stuff that I got rid of. <laughs> is it right? Yes. Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? It's kind of amazing the things that we accumulate, you know, over over oh, our I lives. Know. I know. And, and you know, I had. Uh, uh, I was cleaning out, cleaning out a corner of my garage uh, recently and, you know, and, and, and talking to my wife about, you know, saying, oh, well, that could probably go up in the attic, right? And you go up in the attic and there's, there are things that I forgot I even had. And, <laughs> yep. you know, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, what the heck is that over there? And, and it's like, oh my gosh. And, and so, 
So, yeah, if you're, you know, I think it's, a, you know, when we move for sure, you know, if, whatever, whenever we've moved, you know, my wife, the thing with us, I, uh, uh, I grew up in a household where we kept everything. Okay. Kept everything. My parents never threw away mm-hmm. anything. And, and so my mentality is kind of like, I'd rather keep it cause I don't want to have to buy it again. Right. Right. <laughs> and, uh, but my wife, however, she's anti clutter. And so, which is good because it balances, it balances it out, yep. you know, and, 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 and so she's always the one that says, you know what, we could just sell it. You know, we don't need to keep it. We're not using it. And so that's what I'd suggest, guys. You know, maybe have a little garage sale, yard sale, estate sale, or whatever you want to call it. But you can raise a few bucks, simplify your life, get rid of some of the clutter, you know, and use that money uh, um, to contribute to retirement or just go out and have a nice yeah, dinner sure, or something. Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. You know, but, but as you're going through it, as we go through all of your expenses, your, your assets, your income, your liabilities – we're going to, we're going to find a number. We need to find, you know, like there were some commercials back in the day that said, what, I think it was something like, what's, what's your, your number? number? I remember they're floating around with all these numbers over their heads. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that was, God, it was ING. I think they turned into Voya and maybe they're changing their name. I heard they're changing their Uh-oh. name again, but anyway, anyway, the moral of the story, what's your number? That's the gap between what you have in terms of guaranteed income in retirement. Think of your social security um, versus how much are your expenses and what's your monthly budget? You know, how much is your monthly budget? How much do you need a month to do what you want to do? And so typically, you know, a lot of families, it's in the one to 2000 range, uh, at least the, one, the ones that I've met in terms of what extra money they need every month. Uh, some people are fortunate they have a pension. If you, if you worked a public job, chances are you've got a pension and, and maybe you've got enough guaranteed income to cover everything, which is fantastic. If you don't, all right. This is where it's really important that we figure out where the money is going to come from, how you're going to get it, because some of the issues that people run into when they're when they're setting up their investments, a lot of people have money in the stock market and they say, well, Kevin, I'm just going to, you know, I just plan on taking money with throwing money from my stock accounts. And I say, you know what, that might be just fine. But then I ask them if they've ever heard of anything called sequence risk. And they know most people have right. never heard of yep. it. Um you know, their eyes are kind of like, you know, I don't know what the heck he just said. Was that English? And and so I clarify what I'm talking about is sequence of return risk. All right. And not to get too deep in the woods here, guys, but I want to give you a, uh, an example of a guy that's got man, woman, person that's got a million dollars. Okay. Right. A million bucks. And they want they want to retire at 65. And they've they've looked in the, the last 15 years or so. And the market has averaged uh, just under a six percent return. So this guy says, you know what? Markets average 6%. I'm just going to take out six and a half. So just a half a percent more than the market has made. That's what I'm taking out. And, he, and he's like, I, I think that should be a solid plan. I don't see any problem mm-hmm. with that. I've got a million dollars. I'm not going to live forever. Right. right. Well, the problem is, guys, the problem is if that's your plan in those first few years of retirement, the markets drop. This is where you could have a big, big, big problem because I can show you mathematically how we have two investors, investor A and investor B. And investor A, they each have a million dollars. They're they're both 65. They both go through the exact same average returns. That's the key I'm getting at, is that the mistake people make is just looking at the average and not looking at the sequence of those returns, okay? And what that means is for the investor with a million dollars and his first four or five years in the market, you know, when he retired, the market made money every year. It went up every year. So his million dollars after five years is almost $2 million. And that's even when he's taken out 65 grand a year, all right? Because the market performance was good, starting off, coming out of the gate. 
But the other guy, unfortunately, the other investor, his first three years in the market were bad. The market went down three years in a, three years in a row. And after five years, his portfolio was cut in half, in half. So now if you're trying to take $65,000 a year out of a half a million dollar portfolio, it's guaranteed to go bust. Yeah. No question about it. All right. And in this scenario, as we play it forward, and I will show anybody that would like to see it, these investors have identical returns. All we did, identical average returns. What we did is we changed the order of the return. Okay. And that makes all the difference in the world. The guy that started off seeing good returns his first few years, at the age of 79, he still had almost 900 grand left in his portfolio. All right. He's looking in good shape, yeah. right? But the other investor started off with the losses. By the time he was 79, he was broke. Wow. The entire million dollars was gone. And he's 79 years old. All right. He could still have a lot of life yeah, left. Yeah, of course. Right? At that point, yeah. He, he could he, he could live another 10 or 15 years. In fact, I think the average 79-year-old has got about another 10-year life expectancy. Oof. All right. So, guys, it is very, very important that you understand um, how the sequence of those returns, which is sequence risk, the order of the returns. If your first few years of retirement, your portfolio takes big losses, that could decimate decimate your portfolio and and could cause it to go to zero. And so what we want to do is we want to start off sitting down. And what I suggest is let's come up with guaranteed sources of income that you we can use to fill that gap. So we find your number, whatever the number is, the amount of income, extra income you need over and above your Social Security and or any pensions you have. That's the number that we need to solve for. And we need to put together some investments that will pay you the income no matter what happens. So it doesn't matter if the stock market gets cut in half. doesn't matter if it, if it drops 90% because I'm going to put, I'm going to recommend and put you in strategies that doesn't matter what happens with the economy or with the stock or bond markets. You know, that check is going to be in your bank account every single month for the rest of your life, no matter how long you live and no matter if the account goes to zero. Right. And to me, that gives you, that can give you peace of mind. To me, it gives me peace of mind knowing it doesn't matter what happens I've got this income coming in. It's going to be in my bank every month, and I know it's going to be there. So as long as I just manage my expenses and don't don't get stupid with my money and blow it on something silly, then I'm going to be just fine throughout my entire retirement and my wife's so retirement. The, so that sequence of returns, that, that is something that, that is avoidable, and it's, it's a matter of how you lay it out in the plan, right? Because we don't know what's going to happen it, yes. in the market. We didn't know we were having a pandemic, but yet folks, I mean, your clients were, were able to get to retirement in spite of all that, that that's exact. That's exactly right. And it's because no, nobody, if anybody, <laughs> I think hopefully everybody knows if anyone tries to tell you, if any advisor tries to tell you, they know what's going to happen. You should just walk oh, yeah. out the door, just leave. Okay. Um, because no, the fact is nobody knows the stock and the stock market's getting more and more, can, I believe has gotten more and more erratic actually. Um, and I think it's because technology, you know, we've got a lot of people, there's a bunch of people with a bunch of money, um, and they're hiring all these computer code guys to write algorithms that can try to anticipate and react to different things. They, they've even got algorithms and computer code that are written that target certain individuals. And, you know, there's a guy at Morgan Stanley called Mike Wilson is pretty well-known analyst. Yeah. There are computer codes and algorithms written based on his statements and, and to react to his commentary. And, and so just multiply that times, a you know, times a million, and, and that's why the market's so impossible to, to predict. You've got millions of investors all around the world that, that are all, you know, beha- acting on the information. Um, and I, it's impossible to, to calculate and to, 
figure out what these what so many different individuals are going to do at any one point right. in time. And that's what that's why you see a stock that has like for instance this week Micron Micron Technology announced horrible horrible numbers. I mean bigger loss than anybody expected and the stock rallied it went up, <laughs> right? And and the theory is well that's because investors thought it was going to be that much worse. And I say well if they thought it was going to be worse why were the estimates still so high? Yeah. Right? So, right, exactly. So, so the, the fact of the matter is, you know, when you turn on the business news and, and some somebody's sitting there and they're saying it happened because of A, B, and C, they, they don't actually know that, right? It, it's a hypothesis. It's a theory. Um, you know, the, the truth is it's impossible to know the exact reason for why a particular security moved in one direction in one day because a lot of times it it, it, it it makes no sense. It's totally illogical, right? You would think if a company had a big loss, bigger than the estimates, far bigger than the estimates, this actually go down. But it went up. So, so my point, my point is, the money that to me, the money that you have in stocks and bonds, the money that you have at risk, should be money you can afford to lose. Mm-hmm. Okay, it should not be money that you have to have to survive. In my opinion, all right, unless you're very comfortable with that risk, because to to me, I, I, one of the worst scenarios that I can imagine is being 79, 80 years old or in my 80s and running out of money. Oof. You know, after you've been out of the workforce for 15 years and and now you're running out of money, that'd be that would be devastating. And so I, I hope to never see that happen to anybody. Uh, I always start off recommending with all of my clients that whatever that number is we need to generate, let's do it with a guaranteed source. If you'd rather be in CDs or plain vanilla fixed interest investments, we can do that too. At least we know it's a guaranteed interest rate. Okay, the risk there. All right. Think about how low interest rates went. Like a lot of people say, well, Kevin, I just plan on saving my money and then I'm going to find a good uh, guaranteed investment and I'll just live off, live off the interest. And that might work out just fine. I say might because what happens if interest rates go back down to zero? Right. I mean, now you can get five percent, you know, on a guaranteed investment that's good for five years. All right. So what happens after five years if interest rates are back down to zero and you go to renew that? and you need the 5% off your investments to, to give you the income you need, if you go to renew that and interest rates are down again, you might be facing a significant shortfall of your income, yeah. right? And, and so, uh, in fact, these days, you know, it's been a lot – well, let me say this way. It's been a long time since I recommended anybody consider like a seven-year or a 10-year fixed investment. I think it might make sense right now. Um, and, and I say that because – if we go back into recession, I mean, interest rates have already started to fall. Um, I'm already I'm already seeing a lot of institutions lower their interest rates. And this is after about a year, a little over a year of them raising rates. You know, every time the Fed raised rates, they raised yep. rates. Well, now they're lowering rates. And so I'm, I'm thinking that anybody that's that's looking at a fixed interest investment, you should seriously consider a longer term because there's no guarantee that rates are even going to stay where they are or they're going to go higher. Right now, they look like they're going lower. And that, I mean, again, that's that's good news. I mean, all things considered, and, and especially since we've seen them just going up and up and up. Um, and, and is that so? If we had a plan from you know when interest rates were at zero, does that plan need to be reworked at this point to make sure that we're we're accommodating what's really going on? It, it definitely should be looked at again. It definitely should be looked at again. And, and, and I'll tell you, the lower int- lower interest rates. Um, they're great for anybody that's borrowing, anybody that has debt uh, or looking to borrow, um, but they're terrible for savers. Savers want higher interest rates, yeah. right? Sa- savers would like to see 15% again like there was back in 1980. Yeah. <laughs> so 
<laughs> but but I'm sure that most people wouldn't want to be paying you know 18 percent for a mortgage. Well, no. So <laughs> yeah, you know, so so all all, the, all depends on where you're at in your uh, in, in yep, life, right? Exactly. Um, but but if you did put something together a couple of years ago, but at a time when interest rates are, are are lower, then what you should sit, do is sit down, talk to your advisor, give me a call. I'll be happy to analyze it and see. And that's some, that's something I do on a regular basis for my clients is look at what they have and see if we can improve it, right? Whatever it is, I'm always looking at it, double checking it, saying, can we do better than that now? And whether that's an individual security, a stock, a bond, a mutual fund, an annuity, a source of income, that's what we, that's what we do, or that's what your advisor should be doing, um, is, is always looking at it, monitoring your holdings to see, is this still the, inv- the best investment like I thought it was two, three years ago? Maybe it is still the best one now, or maybe there's something better that that we could reallocate to that would do a better job of of uh, helping us meet our yeah. goals. And that's that's what you want to sit down and take All a right. look at. And, and folks, if you'd like to sit down with Kevin, give him a call. It's 800-975-6717, 800-975-6717. Or you could just visit the website, silverleaffinancial.com, silverleaffinancial.com. You can reach out, connect to Kevin right there via email. And uh, so, again, are you finding, um, you know, like I was saying, that your clients, they're not, they're not in a panic at this point. And, and that's got to be pretty satisfying for you. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely it it, it is. And I, you know, and and uh, I, I think that's important that that, uh, uh, that people have the right expectations. You know, I think if I think if the expectations um, that somebody proposed to you in terms of you know what are you expecting from the portfolio, what are you looking for? I, I think if the if, if that was set properly, you know, that then people are prepared. And I I think that you know like when I was sitting down with folks in in twenty twenty one, when the market had a gain of what was it 27 or 28 yeah. percent? I think um, that's what I was telling everybody. This is this is not a normal market, and and you've got to expect that the market is going to have some bad times, and and, and we're not going to keep going up like this because in 2021, we I believe I want to say we hit over 50 record highs because it was the equivalent of more than once a week, and it just record high, record high, record high, oh, record yeah. high, over and over, over and over. <laughs> All right, and and those of us that have been through this before, you know. It's not going to keep. It's not going to stay like that. At some point, you know, it, it's going to stop. Something's going to happen, and, and we're going to see down lousy markets. And and so I, I had those conversations, and I believe you know that that's a part of the reason why nobody panicked or said, "Hey, you know, I didn't see this coming," because we talked right. about it. And 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 one thing that I always like starting off with when I sit down, uh, you know, with somebody uh, about investing, and we're talking about planning their retirement. I want to start off with making sure we've got all those bases covered. That's the first thing I want to do is go is, is after we look at all assets and liabilities and we look at income and expenses and we come back to that number because we have to start with what's your number. How much extra income do you need over and above your Social Security or your pension to get and to live the life you want to live? Right. And so by take by taking care of that number, that's how we can get, you know, so we pull. So in other words, we use a piece of your portfolio. And I say, you know what? Maybe, maybe you've got a million dollars, and maybe we take two hundred fifty grand and put it into an annuity for income. And if you're married, we're going to set it up for income for joint life, okay. right? So that after the after the first person passes away, the the survivor is going to continue to get that same exact amount of income. Won't go up, won't go down. All right, you can count on it. You know it's there because because something to remember that a lot of people don't. 
I, I feel like a lot of them don't think about it very much. It's not the most pleasant topic, of right. course. But if you're a married couple, you're getting both both of you are getting a social security check in most situations, uh, and you have a nice income. I mean, I meet a lot of couples now that get that are getting over five grand a oh, month wow. uh, from so from social security between a husband and yeah. a wife, right? Yeah. So they're each getting like twenty five hundred bucks. They're getting sixty grand a year, sixty two, sixty three thousand a year is where I'm seeing where a lot of people yeah. are right now. Which, by the way, when you see these numbers and you meet all these people, it's easy to understand how, how you know, the, the trust fund might be running out of money. <laughs> because it's a lot of, you know, 62, 63,000 per couple. Yeah. M- multiplied times Ty millions of people. Of, uh, baby boomers, it's an yes. enormous, it's an enormous well, and number. And the thing right? is, is that whole work, uh, uh, you know, contribution versus uh, recipients, is, that, that number's flipping. Oh yes, it is. It is in terms of the people retired versus yeah. the, one, the ones that are you know paying and still working and paying we need into the workers. system. <laughs> we do. We need a lot of workers, and I really wish we'd we'd change our attitude towards immigrants. Um, I really, really do. Immigrant. Most of us are descendants yes, of immigrants. Yes, of course. Yep, right? I am. Yep. And, and I, I definitely am. And and I have no problem with immigrants. I I I don't obviously I don't want criminals. None of us want criminals. But I don't know. I don't know. I. To me, one of the solutions of fixing Social Security is to increase legal immigration, you know, for quality individuals, right? right? In, increase those numbers. We need the immigrants to build this country. Those they did. We our ancestors did. Yes. And and I be, and I believe that's one of the solutions. If we increase the number of immigrants we allowed, right? We require them to get jobs, and then they're going to be paying into the system. They'll be paying the payroll tax. That'll help strengthen our, our Social Security programs and our Medicare programs and give us more workers when we're at a time when most businesses can't seem to find the workers. They can't seem to hire enough people. I mean, how many guys I know all of you have had to have gone out and, and, and you go to a restaurant and, and there's only like people at six tables, but it still takes half an hour to get in. Exactly. To get anything. Been Be, there. Yeah. Right. Right. It, it's 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 still happening. It's still the case. And, you know, I, I thought while the pandemic was going out, well, we didn't go out much during the pandemic. But but shortly after, you know, we were kind of given that it's OK, the OK, the, the clear signal. I thought that was just because of everything that happened. It would be back to normal mm-hmm. by now. But it, but it's definitely it's not. definitely not. You, you know, and I, I, I got my, got a haircut the other day. Yeah. Right. And, and it's a it's like a 60 minute wait to get a haircut. Oh, man. And, and that's what they told me. And you see the signs. Hey, we're hiring. You know, talk to us. We'd like to hire you. Uh, they can't. They can't hire enough people. They can't find them. And and so to me, if we could increase legal immigration, I think that would solve the problem of of not being able to find enough workers, and it would help us to strengthen Social Security and Medicare. And and uh, because when when Social Security was started, there was something like eight workers for every person that was oh, collecting yeah, was Social huge. Security. Yeah, right? Huge. It was a huge, it might've even been higher than that. In fact, I think it was higher than that. I think it was double digits, um, you know, like 11 or 12 to one. And, and, uh, but now, now I want to say it's maybe four or five workers for every person collecting. Yeah. Um, I don't know the exact number, but the, the fact is there, there's far more people collecting social security um, than I believe there ever have been. And then you, and then you put together a long life expectancy um, and, and you can realize that uh, uh, why the, pro, why the, pro, why there are problems with this program. Um, but one thing that we talked about recently, Steve, I think, I think it's get rid of the earnings cap. Yes. Okay. Remove the wage cap right now. Once you pass about 160,000, you don't pay into social security anymore. All right. Let's eliminate that cap. So everybody pays the same percentage in the social security 
whether you're making 160,000 or you're making 10 million. They should, the, the millionaires and the billionaires should be paying all for on all of their income, not just the first 160,000, which is where it's capped at now. Right. All right. And, and so I would love it if we, if, if we could make some progress on that, because that would give, that would extend social security, I believe by at least a decade. Just that one thing. Just, just the one, just, just the one take, change. Just taking the cap off. Just getting rid of the cap. I don't, I don't understand the, the objection to that. I truly don't. It's, it, well, it's all politics well, it as far is as I'm politics, concerned. Yes. <laughs> right? it, it, it's all politics, yes. It's all politics, and the rich people can afford to hire lobbyists, and they can send them to Washington and, uh, you know, yep. put pressure on them to not, to not change it. And, and I, I believe that's what's happened. You know, you, you know, side note, I just heard an interview uh, with uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren. And she was talking about how the problem, you know, some of the problems with the lobbyists from some companies. Uh, and she was talking about Silicon Valley Bank, SVB, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of them that collapsed recently. Yeah. Um, well, the CEO from that bank, I think in 2016 or 2017, according to Senator Warren, uh, was in Washington and hired lobbyists to ease banking regulations, to loosen up the regulations uh, so that they didn't have to meet the, the, the same capital requirements as was on the books at that point in time. And, uh, and, and they succeeded. The, the last administration did loosen up regulations, loosen up the bank regulations. Some people think that's what led to their collapse. Um, and, and so my point is, you know, I, I, think, I think a lot of our problems is because it goes back to uh, there, was a, there was a ruling in the Supreme Court's, I believe it's called Citizens United, and that lifted all the cont- contribution limits uh, to political political campaigns, mm-hmm. and that opened up the floodgates so the billionaires of the world um, could contribute uh, um, enormous amounts of money with no cap. Like think of the Koch brothers. Sure. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, and and so I believe the uh, you know what do they say the money is the root of all evil. <laughs> so. <laughs> The, uh, you know, you were talking Social Security. I just I just called this up. Uh, uh, at the end of the baby boom in 1960, the average number of children born to a woman was 3.6. By 2020, that number declined to 1.6. I mean, you yes. don't have to be a math guy to figure out that one. <laughs> no, no, you, de- you, de- you definitely don't. And, and, and so the answer is, well, how do we get more workers if, if, if we're not, you know, if people aren't having babies right. here, if not right. having as many children well, here, you, we got to figure well, something out. Well, I think you out, already right? did. I, I, <laughs> I think you've. I like to think you've so. already solved the problem. I, you know, and I and I think we, we we need a hotline to Washington, you bet. right? You know, say just you bet. Give us a call. We can solve. We can solve these problems, yeah. right? And uh, but but yeah, there's we've got a lot less people contributing. So obviously, if we've got less money going into the system, but at the same time, we've got so much more money coming out of the system. You know, it's a problem, and so. Right now, there is legislation in Washington to raise the retirement age again, uh, which is, I believe, what they're referring to is raising what we call the full retirement age, which right now for a lot of people is 67. um, And they're talking about raising it all the way to 70. um, And they haven't specified the ages or details yet. They're just kind of trying to trying to gather some momentum, I believe. Um, But they're looking at that and they're they're looking at reducing, uh, reducing the increases over time. So, guys, they are talking about cutting Social Security and making major changes to it that will impact people in the future. Hopefully, they won't make any changes that will affect current retirees. But you need to be talking to your congressman, congresswoman, letting them know you're not in favor of any cuts to Social Security or any changes that reduce your payment. Right. And 
And, and I think we need to let them know because if they do nothing, guys, Social Security right now has got about a 25 between a 20 and a 25 percent shortfall um, sometime in the next eight to 10 years. And depending on what happens to the economy, if we go into recession, it'll happen sooner because less money is going into the system. All right. But that's the point in which they're not going to be able to pay out the full benefits to everybody. So if they do nothing, if nothing happens, in my mind, everybody's benefit is going to get cut by about 20 percent. And and so I know I can't imagine anybody wants to see that. So I'm, I'm hoping that we can get them to take action so we can uh, have the stability that we're all looking but for. You're, looking but you're for right. It's reach out to your to the, to our politicians. Reach out to the folks who are supposed to work for us. So be their boss and tell them what to do. <laughs> they, yes, exactly. They are supposed to represent yeah, us, right. right? We're the constituents. We need to let them know. Right now, right now, it feels like the extreme segments of society are the ones that are, that have their yep. ear. In, in you, my view, absolutely, it's like right. far right or or far left, yep. right? You know what yep. I mean? We need that. We we need to come. You know, the people in the middle. Okay, <laughs> yes. we need we need to go Which is more where down most the of middle. Us are. Okay, I think it's where most of us are. With the conversations that I have with people all the time, you know, I I rarely meet anybody that's extreme one way or right. the other. Yeah. Right. Most people want more moderate. Okay, let's be more moderate. We don't have to be extreme with these views. We don't. We we, we should not be hating each other and and all this other nonsense. Right. So uh, I'm hoping. Please give, call your congressman, call your congresswoman. Let them know how you feel. Let them know they need to strengthen Social Security. Get rid of the wage cap. All right, eliminate it. That alone will strengthen the program. Well, all right. On that note, boy, it sounds like uh, we're feeling pretty optimistic. I think so. I think so. And you know what? The stock market, uh, I mentioned that the other, you know, recently the stock market is looking a lot better now, guys. Um, it is, it's looking like a much harder time for all the bears out there. It's not necessarily the all clear. Um, but April happens to be the second best month of the year for, for, uh, the stock market. So if you're a longer term investor, stick with it. I think you're going to, I think you'll do well over time. It's just short term that the, it can be wild. I think over time you'll do well having having some money in the stock market. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, hosts, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. 
He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. 